here on KGL on this Sunday night. My guest, he's the author of four books, including Confronting Political Intimidation and Public Bullying, a citizen's handbook for the Trump era and beyond. That's timely. His name is Roddy Reed, author, retired professor emeritus of UC San Diego. He's taught media literature politics in the U.S., France, and Japan, he's going to do, uh, I'm excited about this. He'll be in Berkeley at the Public Library, the downtown branch, on Tuesday, October 16th from 3.30 to 5 uh, with a book reading and discussion. So much he does, and we're going to get to all of that. But right now, he is here to discuss fall elections, Kavanaugh, and our era of public intimidation. I welcome you, Roddy Reed. Hey, Maureen, it's great to be back. Light, little light topics tonight. Right, really, really light. <laughs> Okay, let's begin with Kavanaugh. Okay. Because I'm trying to make sense of what's happening right now. And yes. in terms of you know, what's legit, what's undue pressure put upon us, the Republicans rushing the nomination, let's get him on the bench. Yes. The Democrats, no doubt, thrilled that Dr. Ford has come forward because while many care about her and her very legitimate claims, there are those who are like, I don't care what happens as long as she makes his nomination go away. Mm. There are those people. Um and then we have Lindsey Graham screaming, Kavanaugh crying, flake flipping, and survivors at elevators pleading. There's a lot of an emotional toll going absolutely. on for everybody. It's absolutely, it's almost overwhelming and, and, and not easy to watch. I mean, we are watching. We're not in the room. And, it's, and it is something that uh, it's pretty wrenching, I think, for, for lots, lots of people. And in my view, it's also a, it's, the culmination of a whole set of things that have been going on in this in our culture and particularly in politics uh building up over the years but took a radical turn about two years ago well you say building up so you think well obviously it was building up or we wouldn't right. be in the current right. situation that yeah. we're in we're in a harsh climate on the harsh national climate it makes it it's very coarsened it's been as i said building over years it's been taking place not only in politics but also in the workplace in the media obviously in schools this is what i talk about I talk about bullying and, and public bullying in particular as it relates to politics. So, you know, it's a culmination. So it's not coming out of the blue. It's a result of something that's been uh, brewing for a long time. And even we've had some, you know, pretty sh striking examples of bad behavior in the political world, which is not known for good behavior to begin with. Well, let's talk about some specifics that we see sure. in general so we can um, put the bullying onto the example. We, we, well, you see it. I, I think we see it very clearly with our commander-in-chief. Yes. It's very hard for me to see that when people dismiss it as going, well, you know, he's okay, so he's not all, uh, you know, Harvard suit and, you know. Sure. Okay, I don't care if you don't have a Harvard degree and a suit. I care that you don't treat people like they're human pieces of crap. Right, right. Well, I think what's, what happened with Trump was something of a breakthrough. And this is what I meant by a kind of culmination. There's a, he, it was a breakthrough. He took the the... The, the mask off. He threw it out. He threw it down. He's a guy who's never been interested in, you know, being polite, making nice, um, and he's uh, he, he even he gets off on it. He's you know his raw personality is what is part of his brand, and that's what attracts has attracted people to him. And I think he, in many ways, is uh, he's not he's not a real Republican. But no. the Republicans have found him very useful to have. They weren't sure of that at first. I mean, he took over their party. And in fact, and but there's something about that raw personality that has attracted voters, has uh, particularly you know solidified their base, uh, the Tea Party uh, uh, component in, in particular, 
and they find him very useful to have around. They weren't sure of that at all, and even there's still rumblings in the background from time to time, but that raw personality and all its aggression, they, they're finding it works just fine. And he's delivered on a few things, including the tax cuts. So. Well, I have to tell you, Roddy Reed, author of... I'm going to give this book a name because I want people to know it. Confronting Political Intimidation and Public Bullying, a Citizen's Hand Guide for the Trump Era and Beyond. One thing is being raw, taking your mask off, being sure. abrasive, being aggressive. I know a lot of people. I'm from New York. Yeah, exactly. I get that. Yeah. Another, no problem with that at, at a certain level. Yeah. The meanness. Hmm. I, I even use the word evil at times. Hmm. When you take children from their parents and put them in a cage, I don't hmm. know. Would, would that like maybe border on evil? Like, would kind of go there. Um, I think... What's concerning to me is evangelicals. You know, I was raised Irish Catholic. I know I'm not a good Catholic. I'm not a practicing one. Mm. But the basic Jesus stuff that says whatever you do to the least of my brothers that you do unto me, that's kind of a nice basic sure. thing to believe in. I don't know. I, I'm exactly. on board. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how we're treating people and that the evangelicals are supporting him. I don't know what you're supporting. Right. Well, I think this this goes to maybe the heart of the matter in a certain way. Why is it that Trump, astonishing a lot of seasoned political observers, has been able to attract a broad support? Right. What is that? And I, th um, this is something I think that hasn't been given enough enough attention, which is there's something about public bullying and political intimidation, these forms of verbal and nonverbal violence that are meant to dishonor, humiliate, and disrespect and otherwise destroy opponents that people, that that people are drawn to. The, yeah, the, that's what I don't get, the psychology of that I don't well, get. Well, uh, there is a psychology to it. It's, it's a bit like Trump gets to act out and do things that we could never get away with in, 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 in most cases in our daily lives. He's a kind of a fantasy figure. You know, he's this defiant guy. He gets to speak his mind. He's, he's even, you know, out, out, you know, straight out corrupt. He, he doesn't hide it. And he's kind of transparent in terms of all his aggression. This, these are things we have to keep under wraps and, you know, either hypocritically or just strategically. We don't show them. We keep I don't it have hidden. that in me, I don't think. And so he, he's, he's <laughs> a bit, he's, hiding it. he's just an unbridled guy. <laughs> and, you know, in a way, you know, there are a lot of people who are upset and he, it's not simply his supporters. A lot of people are upset and they can't act out on their aggression and, uh, and on their feelings. And he's this, he's, he's really privileged in that sense. He, he can do it and he pays no penalty. The elections were magnificent or a distressing demonstration of that. He pays no penalty. So he's, in a sense, he's in a sort of state, some kind of perverse state of grace. And, it, and some a perverse people, state of grace. Well, in the sense That's a good it, way of... I mean, it's, no, I get it. it. He That's gets away profound. with it. And getting away with things is, you know, enviable uh, for, for a lot of people. And going back to evangelicals, I certainly can't speak for them, but I know enough about political history and religious groups' roles in political history and political and religious organizations. They and 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 the evangelicals and fundamentalists in this country since the 80s or even the 70s have shown a remarkable, remarkable political acumen. Meaning they they supported Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan had been divorced several times and had you know he had a I think Hollywood once, right? I think once, maybe right? once, but he had a Hollywood career of you know not the most. Uh, upright uh, conduct when it came to his, you know, uh, marital life and private life. And they had no problems with that. And so that was an early sign that for certain groups, religious groups, getting the politician who would be your instrument, who would do 
Uh, your bidding. Your bidding, or at least some of your bidding. I mean, uh, you know, Reagan didn't do carry out all their policies after all. That's some, that They can cut deals. So, you know, you yeah. may be very committed to a set of ideas, to a set of principles, but politics is about cutting deals. And they It's were like, how to- much will you sell your soul to the devil to be religious? <laughs> it's like, or just right? to get your just religious policies it. implemented. Right, but you're religious and you're selling your soul to the devil so that yeah, you can have well, what you it's want. An old, it's an old story, as old as the devil itself. I'm afraid. Uh, it just makes me sad. And yeah, when I hear, um, yeah, but also too, Katie Couric, and I keep, to, I've talked about yes. this a number of times on the show. She has a new documentary series on National Geographic called America Inside and Out. Mm. What I love about it, it takes like the best of that newsy 60 minutes type of thing that delves deep with her really likable personality. She goes around the country and might be talking about the Confederacy and the Mm. flag or talking, going to uh, middle America and finding out why people supported Trump or those who didn't. And she does it with respect. She'll sit at a pub and drink a boxed glass of wine and really talk to people. Sure. And it made me have a compassion for those who did vote because they were so desperately seeking a financial way out of all they've lost. Right. And luckily now we're going back to candle factories and coal. So that'll help people for a while, I guess. But I saw their desperation. I don't want to be disrespectful to no, that. You can't, you can't be disrespect, disrespectful of people's suffering. I mean, that's well, Sometimes that's, you can be if you're Trump. Well, you can be disrespectful of and, people's suffering. Uh, and again, it's, it's of those other people or those losers or people who, you know, whose suffering just don't matter to you. Or that's maybe, or maybe is, uh, their suffering is a threat in the sense that they may act on it and you may not, it may affect you in ways you don't care. You know? mm. so. So what do we do? I mean, you follow all this. We're talking about the fall elections, Kavanaugh, yes, the era yeah. of political intimidation. Right, right, right. Uh, before we get to the fall elections, when you see this bullying that seems to have been given permission. Yes, they have license to act badly, a lot of people. And I don't want to negate those who really turned to him because they felt not seen by those who came before him. Well, this is where Michael Moore is very helpful. I don't know if you've seen his latest movie, tomorrow, but tomorrow. I mean, it's very good. It's not going to please everyone, but it's, it's, it, makes, it makes some very strong points. He comes from Flint, Michigan, which is one of the poorest cities in the United States. It's also majority black, and they have this horrendous water Moderation. pollution mm-hmm. of their drinking water. And he, you know, he, he's, he's from that city, and he's watched people suffer, and, he knows, and he's watched them get angry and where they go with that anger. Right. And in many cases, they just didn't turn out at the polls. Um, but also others in other parts of Michigan in rural, depressed, industrial areas, they, he said they wanted to throw a Molotov cocktail, and that's what they did. And they got no attention from the Democratic candidate. Well, that's what bothers me so much. You know what? I was a big Hillary supporter. I wanted to see her in. But you know what? You have to look what people are, are in pain. You have to see them. You can't take them for granted, and I think that's what happened. There's other issues that happen. I believe in that Russia stuff. I believe in all that. I do believe we have a lot of misogyny, and you could be the smartest woman in the room, of but course. if you're not likable, um, you know, forget right. that. But she did miss. She should have gone to the Rust Belt. She should have talked to those people. They were. She was close there, but not just to win, but to really care about those people. Well, the other thing is that apparently I, the Democratic Party of Michigan months before the election said look we're polling very poorly here you've got to come and they and she didn't they, and they didn't i think she showed up the day before or something but it was too little uh, too it late. is too little too late um i i want to talk to you when we, when we come back about where we're going with all this what, yes. what you see for the fall elections and okay. what to do about this bullying See, because I think it's more than just politics right now. And of course. not that i'm so high and mighty believe me i'm a flawed person and there's a lot that i 
can do better in my life and world, right. and I try. Right. But I do believe we're in a moral line in the sand. I don't, when people are like, don't talk about politics with your friends, or I had a big falling out with my friend because she loves Tucker Carlson. I'm like, why? And she's yes. like, be calm and don't trust the media. I'm like, you know, I was a journalist for years, right? You know, <laughs> okay, and I'm very clear that this is a talk show. Right. It's um, topic-driven and it's entertaining and yeah. it's opinion. I am not pretending that I, and it's not impartial. Right. But the amount of work and research I do to, to bring a, a well-rounded show to, mm-hmm. you may not agree, but it can't be discounted. And when I see people go to the fake media and it's one of your best friends, there's a moral line in the sand at some point where you right. go, what are we supporting or not? Right. Kids in cages is okay. Well, Obama did it. And then you get into, well, yeah, but, it, you know, you can't have a conversation that wasn't De- for misdemeanors. Detail, details and nuances time. are not part of the game. But I do feel that we're called now to some action mm. because you don't want to look back and go, where was I when? Mm. Which is why I believe uh, the brave, very brave Dr. Uh, Christine uh, Blasey Ford yes. had a, I think she felt she had a civil and moral obligation to say, if I see him on the bench and I said nothing Mm. and it was powerful. She said, I feel like I'm jumping in front of a train that's going to maybe keep going to its destination anyway. Right. I mean, I can't imagine being exactly. And she actually tried to contact the white house as they were beginning to draw up Mm -hmm. an initial list months ago. So this was not a last minute thing. I know. And, and as anyone who knows anything about these sorts of situations and cases, it's never a simple decision to come uh, to come forward, and it's not a simple and it's not a simple trajectory to get a hearing at all. So it's it's a very you know it, it's a big deal. But yeah. you know what I applaud her for, and I respect her for, and I think she will always go. She will go down in history as a hero. This poor woman, God love her. What she has had to do for her family and yes. the repercussions. And again, look, Kavanaugh's going through his stuff too. I'm not immune to what he must be dealing with. But we are in such a place now where women have a collective rage. Mm, And we are steamrolling ahead. And it's scaring people because, right, some people are getting caught up. And there are men I know who are like, whoa, whoa, I didn't do anything. Is that going to come back to haunt me that I had sex with a gal in college? And, you know. Right, right. But there is a collective steamrolling energy right now. And I see it, and it's empowering, it's necessary, right. but hopefully we'll use that anger toward good and not in the other way that takes well, I'd like to talk down. a lot more about what's been happening over the last 18 months and how that might turn around this culture of bullying and intimidation. Well, on that, we'll, on that note, we'll, we'll have more of that just ahead. My guest, uh, Professor Roddy Reed, a retired professor at uh, UC San Diego, his book, Confronting Political Intimidation and Public Bullying, a Citizen's Handbook for the Trump Era and Beyond. He will be reading his book, having a discussion at the Berkeley Public Library, the downtown branch, uh, Tuesday, October 16th, 3.30 to 5 p.m. How can people follow you? Roddy Reed, uh, what's your website? Oh, okay. I have a blog. It's called Roddy Reed, R-O-D-D-E-Y-R-E-I-D. Um, at blogspot.com. Okay, so it's Roddy Reed blogspot.com. You'll find him because he's interesting. He's a fascinating man. We'll have more just ahead. I'm Maureen Lang and this is KGO. I'm Maureen Lang and back with my guest, Roddy Reed, the author of Confronting Political Intimidation and Public Bullying, a citizen's handbook for the Trump era and beyond. We need it. 
He's reading his book at the Berkeley Public Library, the downtown branch, on Tuesday, October 16th from 3.30 to 5 p.m. A fascinating fella indeed. All right, we've talked Kavanaugh. We've talked political bullying and intimidation. Roddy, in, in, in the next 10 minutes that we have together, let's talk about the fall elections. What are you seeing? Where's the crystal ball? Okay, um, a lot of things are up in the air right now. And what we've seen over the last week has already set in motion things. We don't know where that's going to end up. Are you talking about with Kavanaugh? Uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. with Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think what's really important, there are two things that come to mind. I think the, this, this climate of intimidation and fear that's gotten much worse over the last two years has left a lot of people really exhausted. And it's poisoned personal relationships, relationships <laughs> with friends, family members even, neighbors, co- uh, co-workers. And it, so it's, it, it's, really, uh, it's, it's really quite, quite daunting. So with the fall elections, things have been set in motion through special elections in, in the primaries. There are new, younger candidates. I think one of the biggest challenges for people who want to exit from this uh, terrible national uh, climate of intimidation that we live in and also trying to resist the dismantlement of the New Deal and all the achievements of the civil rights and great society eras is the um, what, what's, 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 it's all this new activism. And this yes. new activism of uh, groups like the one I belong to, Indivisible.org. There's also Sister District Project. Uh, there's swing, uh, swing Left. They're trying to flip state houses, flip congressional districts, and defend all these past achievements uh, of the, uh, as, uh, that I just mentioned. So and just an aside, yeah. Indivisible.org, yes. an activist group of which you are a, a member. Yes. Uh, there's a number uh, of chapters around the country. Right. And people. Are, there's one here in San Francisco, That's so right. check it out if you want to see what you can yes. do to be part of a solution. Right, right, if you're right. so inclined, right, unless you right. want to keep hanging out with Trump, then this might not right, be right. for you. So the thing, about, the thing that makes it so <laughs> hard for everyone is not only the policies that are being uh, pushed on us, but also just the um, just just the, how much as I was saying how much it has poisoned our relationships and so and it puts us in a, a in a passive position we're always reacting you know this politics has always been dirty but it was you know occasional it was during maybe election season and then after that we didn't have much to do with have to deal with it now it's twenty four seven all the time thanks to social media so we're swimming in this sludge all the time and the so time. activism of the kind, uh, of a new kind is required, which is between elections and during elections. And this is what these new groups are doing. And when they're trying to renew the political system and to renew particularly, say, the Democratic Party and, uh, and, and, and uh, associated organizations by bringing in new blood, new ideas, and so on and so forth, and younger, younger candidates. Diverse? And we, di- I, see, I even see diverse. women. I've seen vaginas running. And so, I like, we might even be allowed to do stuff. So I don't know. You know, so there were the primary elections and uh, special elections in Pennsylvania and in uh, Virginia last December. Mm-hmm. And, uh, an amazing array of people got elected. And then also more recently in the primaries this spring and summer. So that's a slow process. It's not an overnight thing. I think we're quite desperate. People are quite desperate to see change. And... The temptation is to look for silver bullets, you know, quick fixes. Yeah. Okay, you know, um, okay, uh, uh, a savior billionaire or, a, you know, a telegenic uh, candidate. But it's much more than that. Citizens have to get involved almost on a daily or at least a weekly basis. And these organizations that I just mentioned are terrific places to go for you to do something, not just take it alone, feel isolated and, uh, and helpless. Okay, let me do a quick round. 
Um, do you think the Democrats will take the House? I think there's a very strong possibility, yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. And the Senate? Senate's another. Senate's much harder. These are statewide elections, so it's harder to parse and harder to figure out. The Senate elections tend to be much more vulnerable to national security and foreign policy, things like that. And so uh, that complicates a more, more, it makes it harder for more progressive candidates to, to, to win. Well, with national security, yes. um, since we're isolationists and we're going to probably build a wall, I don't think just by Mexico, mm-hmm. we'll probably have it all around us mm-hmm. soon. We're already mm-hmm. doing it emotionally mm-hmm. and philosophically. So it's just right. a matter of time. I think we'll be under a dome and we'll be all fine with that. Um, <laughs> I can't take it. Um, Kavanaugh. Yes. On the bench, not on the bench. I Let's put it this way. He, we talked about, we were talking about whose anger matters, okay? And we're talking about collective rage, all right? Mm-hmm. He belongs to a group of people whose anger gets a pass. It's not, they don't pay penal, a penalty for it, and unlike many other people. And so this stunt that he pulled, and it may have come from a sincere place, but he's really a political, uh, you know, operative. So I think it's very much a strategy that he was pursuing in his Oh, it was a strategy, yeah. It was very much a strategy. Uh, Did he, you drink? Did you get blacked out? Do you black out? He said right, to the exactly. oh yeah, it's very disre- a, extremely oh. disrespectful. After she just Extre- said her father's ninety years old and in extremely AA. disrespectful, it's disgusting. So he feels quite free, just like other people in Washington. Well, his coach told him the night before what to right. do. Yeah. So anyhow, so but if that, he's not guilty, the, that's a bad thing for him to have to walk with that. that on so his, that yeah. kind of rage gets a pass in this culture of intimidation and 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 this theater of dominance that we live in, and so that may, he may terms. be able to not he may not pay a penalty for that. He's going to uh, be on the bench, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in some ways, this FBI, more of a background check. What job would you ever get where the FBI had to do this much of a background check? Though I saw somebody post on Facebook, he's overqualified for the job. I go, overqualified to be this, <laughs> on the <this laughs> Supreme Court? All right. Or I'm the only one. Right. Um, he's going to get on. This FBI investigation isn't going to be not, it's not a technical investigation. It's not going to be enough background time. Background check. It's, yeah, it's, it's a background check. And yeah. unless that Mark Judge, his buddy who used right. to drink. Unless, unless he, he sings or something. Unless he atones. Because atones, if he's a true right. AA person, he's going to atone. And right. he, he's going to feel a responsibility between him and his higher spirit power right. Right. To, to tell the truth. Because that's what you're supposed to do, I understand. Right. My father was in 12 steps, but he took the elevator. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I don't know all of them. There was no atoning. But uh, I'm just saying, if he really truly is connected with that higher power than himself, he will be honest about that. And if it happened, we'll know. And if he's not, and we don't know, uh, Kavanaugh's on the bench. But the ironic thing is, if it, we didn't continue this investigation, which I think we should have, and, and I'm behind this, uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski would not have voted him in without that. Mm. So he's going to go in. That's mm. what I see. But I, um, it's exhausting. It's Do you think Trump will get, oh, my last question, Trump, reelected? 2020, look me in the eyes. The the Democrats don't have a deep bench when it comes to a candidate for the presidency. There's Elizabeth Warren. There's also Bernie Sanders and so on. We hate women. Sanders is out. But, you know, uh, I think it will take a lot of groundwork. It's not just one (laughs) one person and one personality. Mm. It's the groundwork Mm -hmm. that's being laid by all these groups that will hopefully make a difference. I don't. I don't think Spartacus is ready. My Cory Booker from New Jersey. He's he's getting overzealous there. I am Spartacus. Listen, we got to jump. I okay. want to thank you for being here with me. Been a tonight. pleasure. Oh, it was such a pleasure. You'll come back. Absolutely. I love. I love deep thoughts with Roddy Reed.
author of Confronting Political Intimidation and Public Bullying, A Citizen's Handbook for the Trump Era and Beyond, book reading and discussion with Roddy at the Berkeley Public Library, the downtown branch, Tuesday, October 16th, 3.30 to 5 p.m. And his website is roddyreed.blogspot.com. Just ahead, Shady Women. Oh, you're going to love this chat. It's going to be good. I'm Maureen Langan. This is KGL.